Chapter 24 The Coral Tree Carmenita followed them long with his eyes and wondered, and then he wondered at his wonder. How does it happen that everything here seems so strange to me? If I belong to this place, why doesn't everything appear perfectly natural? But every new thing I see is a puzzle and fills me with astonishment. For example, this fragrance that now floats past me so suddenly. How absolutely different it is from all other flower scents here, much fuller and more powerful, attracting and, and disquieting at the same time. Where can it come from? But where do I myself come from? It seems as though I was only a short time ago a mere nothing. Or did I have an existence, only not here? If so, where? And how have I come here? While he revolved these questions in his mind, his body had risen up from the meadow without his perceiving it, and he was already floating onward. Though not in a direction taken by any of the others, he made his way upwards towards a depression in the crest of the hill, and as he passed over it, he was greeted by a yet more powerful breath of that new and strange perfume. Carmenita flew onward. Beyond the hill, the neighbourhood lost something of its charm. The show of flowers was scantier, the shrubbery darker the groves more dense, the rocks more forbidding and higher. Herds of gazelles grazed there, but only in a few solitary instances was one of the blessed to be seen. The valley became narrower and ended in a cleft, and here the perfume grew yet stronger. Ever more rapid became his flight, ever more naked, steep and high did the rocky walls close around him, until an opening was no longer to be seen. Then the ravine made a couple of sharp turns and opened suddenly. Round about Carmenita extended a deep, pit-like valley, shut in by towering green malachite rocks, which seemed to reach the heavens. In the midst of the valley stood the wonder tree. Trunk and branches were as of smooth red coral. Slightly more yellow was the red of the crisp foliage, amid which blossoms of a deep crimson glowed and burned. Over the pinnacles of the rocks and the summit of the tree rose the deep blue sky, in which not a single cloud was to be seen. Nor did the music of the Gandavas penetrate in any appreciable degree to this spot. What still trembled in the air seemed to be but a memory of melodies heard in the long past. There were but three colours to be seen in the valley. The cerulean blue of the heavens, the malachite green of the rocks, and the coral red of the tree. And only one perfume, that mysterious fragrance, so unlike all others, of the crimson flowers which had led Carmenita there. Almost immediately, the wonderful nature of that perfume began to show itself. As Carmenita inhaled it here, in the dense form in which it filled the whole basin, his consciousness became suddenly brightened. It overflowed and broke through the barriers which had been raised about him from the time of his awakening in the lake until the present. His past life lay open before him. He saw the hall of the potter where he had sat in conversation with that foolish Buddhist monk, he saw the little lane in Rajagaha through which he had hurried and the cow tearing towards him. Then the horrified faces round about and the golden-clad monks themselves. And he saw the forests and the country roads of his spiritual wanderings, his palace and his two wives, the courtesans of Ujjaini, the robbers, the grove of Krishna and the terrace of the sorrowless with Vasati, his father's house and the children's room. And behind that he saw another life and yet another and still another and ever others, as one sees a line of trees on a country road until the trees become points and the points blend into one strip of shadow. At this 
his brain began to reel. At once he found himself in the cleft again, like a leaf that is driven by the wind. From the first time, no one can bear the perfume of the coral tree for long, and the instinct of self-preservation bears everyone away from there at first sign of dizziness. As he, by and by, moved more quietly through the open valley, Carmenita pondered, Now I understand why the white-robed one said she imagined I had not yet been to the coral tree. For I certainly could not imagine then what they had meant by dream pictures. But now I know. For in that other life I have seen such. And I also know now why I am here. I wanted to visit the Buddha in the mango grove near Rajagaha. Of course that intention was frustrated by my sudden and violent death. But my good intentions have been looked upon favorably, and so I have reached this place of bliss, as though I had indeed sat at his feet and died in his blessed teaching. So, my pilgrimage has not been in vain. At this realization a great glad sigh issued forth from his heart, and he flew on. Very soon Carmenita reached the lake again, where he let himself down upon his red lotus flower, like a bird that returns to its nest.